You're listening to The Kylo Show, the podcast where we talk about how to keep your love on no matter what and why whole healthy families are going to save the world. And it starts right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Kylo Show. We are still marching through our Marvel. Personal growth. Mm -hmm. We're trying to communicate that we recognize there's you know there's a there's a flow there's a pattern there's some steps mm-hmm. there's some if we can just keep in mind you know we've been through mission yeah. purpose mm-hmm. you have to have a destination to ever get somewhere you have to know <laughs> you're going somewhere right yes so destiny um there's a reason you get out of bed in the morning what is it you know well that would be your mission in life right and um and then we talked about authenticity mm-hmm talked about uh, realizing that there's some things about yourself that are just not negotiable. Mm-hmm. They, they have to stay that way. Or you are a double-minded man or woman, <laughs> unstable in all your ways, tossed about by every TikTok or Instagram post that you stumble across, and now you've changed your whole core values because um, it's popular. But when you... You know, when you drill down to your authentic self, you end up with stability. You end up with um, truth. You, you have truth. You're like, I know this to be. And in our case, you know, this is the word of God. This yeah. is, uh, I, I feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit are on my life around these kind of things. So that would be you know, really what you're getting at and being able to communicate that. Um, and um, we're now on to... Responsibility. Responsibility. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, such a heavy, weighty word. <laughs> I know, it is. And why would anybody try to design a world that undermines responsibility? Oh, Probably the people that don't want to be responsible. <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's the people that because so much of it has made its way into our culture, sure. You know, and then it's reinforced even in our our children, in our education system, in our uh, the what we teach our kids. I mean, there's some craziness around training children to believe that they're victims. I mean, I get that there are children that are victimized. Got it. Don't leave them there. Yeah. Don't let them be victimized and then leave them powerless. That is the dumbest plan in the world. I mean, it's seriously. Why Mm -hmm. would you do that? So undermining personal responsibility is a long-term disaster for everyone around that person. I mean, it's so sad to watch people young men in particular just tripping over themselves to get to jordan peterson right now because he says you need to be responsible like oh my gosh i've never heard anything like this in my life except for your mother probably yeah maybe (laughs) i don't even know about that i think that you know the it's 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 been a long hard fought battle to train to train this many people to think somebody owes them something yeah, it's quite, quite a crazy thought that uh, we've given up so much responsibility of ourselves 
an ownership of anything that we're, I mean, I, as a parent, I was listening to, Becky had a message uh, yesterday and she was talking about the, her work ethic growing up. It was a great message. It was, it was pretty funny. Becky Johnson at Jesus uh-huh. Culture. Yeah. There you go. Okay. And, um, but she's been working since she was, I don't know, 14, 13. Born. Yeah. Yeah. And she's talking about Mary and Martha and the difference between them. And I was just laughing, thinking, you know, some of us are bred this way that we just. Is she the oldest child? I think she is. I'm okay. not, I'm not sure, but she's, you know, she's bears the responsibility thing, but there's this extreme ownership and can be not as good as well. And so she was just talking about not engaging in the present because of trying to accomplish all the work mm-hmm. part of it. And I, I was laughing because her and I are close to the same age. She's, she's a bit younger than I am. But this next wave of young adults behind us don't have this. Like I got a job when I was 15 and a half mm-hmm. and I've been working since I was 16. And, you know, there's a lot of kids that don't do that. I mean, even Lainey, she just got a job. I mean, she had a job. Now she's looking for a new job, but she's 17. I'm like, this is so weird. It's just I different. I know. My, my world was survival. <laughs> you were working at 11, probably. Uh, wow, well, yeah. <laughs> it was survival. It wasn't like, I wonder what job I want. It's like, I'll work here for nothing. Yeah, you know, I I'll gotta, do it for free. Yeah, I, if I'm going to pay any bills, I... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is funny just culturally how I would say that our kids are responsible. And I think that pandemic threw a wrench in a lot of plans for someone of Lainey's age as far as what we were doing. But she's wanted to get a job. I'm not saying she's not responsible, but, you know, room for growth. Absolutely. Mm. We're working on it. Mm. But um, I, I don't feel like she's walking around entitled as and trying to get out of responsibility as no. much as I think for her, there's probably, and maybe other people that it's kind of scary to, to take full ownership of your life and embrace that, that reality rather than I'm entitled to you serving me. I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to make a really big mistake. Mm-hmm. I think that's another piece of responsibility that, you know, as an adult married with kids, it can, that, that can be pretty scary. Like your little life depends on me. Or, oh, I made such a big mistake, I could get myself fired. But in that, there's so much growth that comes if you're willing to look at it that way. And, and responsibility in the context that we're talking about it is, is it's way big. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, have you developed the ability in your life to respond to what's in front of you, to choose what you're going to do to mm-hmm. choose your behavior manage yourself <laughs> or are you still reacting mm-hmm. are you just like cause effect yeah. cause effect you just you you simply can't help yourself but predictably get really scared get really angry get really controlling get really defensive get i mean is that are you still living in this perpetual reaction state to where you can't choose, you know what? I'm going to keep my love on. I'm going to be honoring. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be respectful. I, I'm going to choose my reactions 
my responses, my my behaviors mm-hmm. out of this moment instead of simply just act controlled by the mm-hmm. stimulus. And I think this is where the you know the personal growth element so vital mm-hmm. is that I have decided that no matter what happens out there, these will be on my menu. Only these items will be on my menu. <laughs> those things, those things are off my menu. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I think that's part of the maturing process. It, uh, I think one of the last episodes you, or somewhere, I don't know, so these all start to run together a little bit in my head sometimes, but you said control your freaking self. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it does feel like so much of self-control is my ability to be in charge of what I'm going to do, what mm-hmm. I say I'm going to do, what I say I'm going to own, what I say I'm going to follow through with, what I said I was going to say no to. I mean, that's it's a, a lot about self-control in my responsibility to what I said I was going to do. Yeah. That's the advice for all the control freaks out there, <laughs> is if you want to be a control freak... <laughs> Control your freaking self. Mm-hmm. You know? We could get that on mugs. Maybe that's what we could Control sell. your freaking self. But you have to kind of put context to it. Otherwise, it <laughs> No, I just like it. I just, just like it. Yeah. Control you know freak. Control your freaking Definition. self. Definition. <laughs> Control your freaking self. There you go. Um, yeah. I, I think this, this particular uh, aspect of personal growth goes uh, underemphasized for parents, for uh, you know, married couples, for men as men, as women as women, as fathers as fathers, you know, there's just a, a developing of. It's nobody's job to manage me besides me. Mm-hmm. So if I don't, if I don't manage myself, if I don't control me, I am out of control, and that's that. You know that emotional spin we get in. That's the physical decline we get into. It's the uh, often it's it's what leads to depression. I mean, the Bible says that anxiety leads to depression, hmm. and it, it's simply recognizing that when you run your system at alarm rate for an extended period of time, you hit an exhaustion phase. Sure. called depression. So there has to be my willingness to take responsibility to do something for that, which is why you know all of us have a tattoo that says, what are you going to do? Because we work with people. Working with people all day, and they, you, hear their, you hear their deal, and they're used to somebody who cares is going to move towards responsibility for them. Like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, please don't do that. Please don't take the irresponsible person's responsibility away. Yeah. Actually add some to them mm-hmm. with that statement. Oh, my gosh, you sound stressed out. Oh, my gosh, you sound really worried. Oh, my gosh, you sound like things are out of control. What are you going to do? When you slide one of those across the table... It reminds them, oh my gosh, I'm the only one that can get me to do anything. Yeah, that's true. Or not. Or or not. And that's the other that's that's more of what's missing lately. I'm not gonna do anything. I don't feel like it. I the 
the feeling like doing something, um, being the reason why we do something is so incredibly dangerous these days. It feels that it's so strong that my, my emotions are the only truth to what I should be doing Mm -hmm. or not be doing. And I think your, those emotions, I'm an emotional person. I think they're great indicators that there's something going on. It doesn't mean that it's completely true. Like Mm -hmm. I, I could be mad at Ben for his, how he handled the situation Mm -hmm. and start to feel, you know, hurt and angry and deceived when really it was a miscommunication, but my emotions turned it into a beast when the truth was, oh, we had a breakdown and I got scared. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to usually admit that I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. I want to live in resentment or anger and punish and then categorize that as the responsible response to. Yeah. Well, it's justice. Mm-hmm. It's justified. Yeah. You know, and I think that... Um, there's a fantastic book out there called um, Leadership and Self-Deception. Mm, yep. And it's an older book. I mean, it's, it's been it's, around for a while. It has. I recommended it a bazillion times. But the whole context of it is around the idea of honoring your heart, honoring the, the small, still voice in your heart. And uh, I don't know if the example's in the book or if I just, if I came up with this. I can't remember. I've said it so many times, I don't know what the source was on it. But We'll just say, yeah, both. It's great. Yeah, yeah. If it's not in the book, yeah, I came up with it. If it's in the book, okay. Now we know. But um, the the idea that you're, you know, you're, you're laying in bed next to your wife, and you have a newborn baby, and that baby right. starts to cry. Yeah. And you go, oh, oh gosh, you know, I have, Rochambeau in your head. So, so the so the husband just lays there and plays dead. Right, he just plays dead. Like I'm such a deep sleeper. I nothing wakes me up. And and the wife's over there, and she's either doing the same thing or she's just flat out exhausted. You know, one of the two. But the guy's just laying there, and the and the small still voice in your heart says, "Protect your wife, serve your wife, get up." Mm-hmm. Take care of the baby. And so you do. You get up and you take care of the baby and you come back and you and you sneak back into bed because she's undisturbed because she's so beautiful and she's such a good mom and she's so tired and she deserves the rest because she is just doing her best, right? And you go back to sleep. Or you hear that voice and you lay there. And you betray your own heart. That's what Adam did, right? Adam blew it when he betrayed his own heart. Mm-hmm. He he had a the voice in his don't don't eat of that. Don't you do it? Don't you do it? That woman. Everything <laughs> changes, right? Yeah. And so that you're laying there and you're laying there and you don't get up and you don't budge and you're and and now you've betrayed your own heart and now comes the deception. Deception changes your reality to what kind of a mother would just lay there (laughs) while her baby cries? The selfishness. Doesn't she care that I have to work tomorrow? I have to work too. There's not just one person in this family working. Mm -hmm. I got to work too. I'm tired. 
I, she can take a nap. I can't take a nap at work. You know, and pretty soon you've yeah. now deceived yourself into a place to where you're going to lay there mm-hmm. and justify being a jerk, mm. being a selfish jerk. Yeah. You're going to you're going to map out this whole thing. The longer she lays there, the the worse of a human being she is. Mm-hmm. And if you finally ever do get up and take care of the baby cuz she really is so out of it, you have turned her into, into yeah. Lucifer. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I married Lucifer. Yeah. Because you've violated your own heart and now you get home from work and you're still mad and you're still punishing sure and and you've justified all of it because you betrayed your own heart not because she did one thing Mm -hmm. you're in this whole self-deceived cycle because you didn't obey what was in your own heart yeah which is a i mean a beautiful picture of our emotions uh, deceiving us out of our responsibility. Yeah. And it, you know, I was having a conversation with Delaney and Adeline uh, last week or something like that. We were, they were playing a Christmas song and they were like, you probably couldn't play this now because I don't remember what the w- lyrics were. And I, so they were changing it and um, being silly, the, you know, girl stance in the kitchen. And, and the topic came up about, um, what happens when our emotions become the only form of truth in our life. Yikes. And uh, Delaney said, if that were true, then 90% of my reality would be truth. When I know that 90% of the reality <laughs> I've created is this emotional response to, and I said, well, I'm glad you at least acknowledge the fact that you are dramatic and you exaggerate and, you know, she's our, very big failure on all levels and is often on the floor in response to anything good or bad because mm. that's just how she is. But I, I just said it's it's really great that you realize how much your emotions can't be what uh, make the decision for you, that you have to be willing to pull yourself back and, okay, what's the truth? Mm-hmm. And, and what am, is mine to own? And what's my responsibility in this situation or this conflict? Um, you know, what are they really looking for that I'm afraid to give because she's again she's an emotional person but we were able to talk through and her to see like I can't let that be my truth mm-hmm. otherwise it will distort my whole life mm-hmm. it's like that's great I'm so glad we're having this conversation over a silly Christmas song but yeah it it I think that you know there's there's things coming up that we're going to talk about um, regarding the the compass, the needle that that sets truth. Mm-hmm. You know, even 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 when we talked about authenticity, it's like yeah. okay, there has to be a true north in my life, so that mm-hmm. I know what to point my decisions and actions at, regardless of my emotions, regardless of yeah. the resistance and the uh, the obstacles and, or opportunities. That mm-hmm. I have to understand that. That's the direction I'm going to end up going, however long it takes me, and or however wide I have to swing. I know that's where I'm headed. Mm -hmm. So the mission and authenticity piece of it ties into okay, now, now that I can tell myself what to do, what will manage that? What what would be the the target 
of my self-control, of my personal responsibility. And so Lainey's learning, yeah, I have to have a target. Yeah. Or this, you know, this, <laughs> this could be a very dizzy <laughs> ride for a while. Otherwise, she's living in Alice in Wonderland, you know, yeah. all the time. Like, uh, nope, that's mm-hmm. that's not real. Uh, there's we talk about or on our notes is the three C's: mm-hmm. clarity, consistency, confrontation. What does that What does that mean in responsibility? How do you How do you play that into? If you were to break those down. Uh, clarity is exactly what I was just mentioning, which is the, you know, for a leader, mm-hmm. it, it, it's my job to clarify the, the destination. Mm-hmm. Like, where are we all going? What are we all doing? Why are we doing this? Um, what's required of each player? Mm-hmm. What's, you know, what's everybody's role? Um, and, and then if something breaks down, we like to call it communication, like, oh, I didn't communicate with you, or you didn't, you know, our communica- we have a communication problem. It, I always want to trail it back to I wasn't clear as a leader. I didn't get clarity. So personal responsibility it starts with the leader. So if that's the, the, the parent or the, uh, you know, you know, the leader of the company or the pastor, whoever it is, Communicate personal responsibility by demonstrating it hmm. and saying, okay, I, I, I must not have been clear enough. I must not have clarified the objectives enough. I must not have defined the target well enough. I mm-hmm. must not have uh, made those instructions clear enough. And the person says, Oh yeah, yeah. I understood what to do. Like, ah, oh, okay. Well, okay. That, <laughs> Not it. <laughs> okay. Then, it, then okay. Then that wasn't the problem. Yeah. But let's start there. Let's start with okay. I wasn't clear. Mm-hmm. And then let's build into our environment a way to uh, anticipate getting your needs met. Mm. So, in a maybe in a family, this is part of the breakdown of. Uh, Families getting together with dinner, at dinner. You know, mm-hmm. like I was talking to somebody the other day, and they and they said we have, it's it's just a rhythm in our home. We have dinner together every night, mm-hmm. and my teenagers are just flipping out. <laughs> and nonetheless, this will be a, a heartbeat of consistency in mm-hmm. our home, and we will go around the table. And she says the highs and lows, and like kind of rose and thorn stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is this is awesome, and. She has this amazing family. That's great because there is consistency. There is a there is a rhythm to uh, the the flow of the home to where people can anticipate places where they can communicate and mm-hmm. get their needs met, yeah. where other people can get needs met from each other. So uh, you know, in a, in a organization that would be staff meetings or check-ins or whatever in a family it could be as simple as dinner time or there's just a a, a rhythm to check in with the kids and mm-hmm. date nights with the kids or, or bedtime or, routines I or think, all yeah. that stuff yeah. you know someplace where there's a, there's plugging in and then when either of those get off mm-hmm. so we lose clarity or we become inconsistent somebody throws a flag in the air and says we need to talk yeah it's time for a confrontation. We've got to confront ourselves. We've got to have a face-to-face conversation, which is what con- 
confront means is face-to-face conversation or let's explore an issue face-to-face has nothing to do with grenades and bullets and and swords and combat it has everything to do with let's look at this thing together Mm -hmm. Uh, i think it's isaiah i think it's the first chapter of isaiah where he says you know come and let us reason together Mm. and though your sins be as scarlet you know i I can I can make this all clear. I can get I can fix this if we'll just come and talk. Yeah. Like that. That's that's usually what happens is we realize, oh my gosh, we've let this go astray. We've we violated our authenticity. Hmm. Yeah. I, I love the consistency, clarity, consistency, confrontation, all those things. I, I know that I speak a lot with parents about consistency with when they're introducing the tools into their world, it's often a place where you won't, you'll just have a bunch of confrontation if there's a lot of lack in consistency and well, there, and a lot of lack in clarity as to what is your goal in this family. And the, and it's not really confrontation because we're not adjusting to get back sure. on track because we it's don't have conflict. a track. <laughs> we don't have a track. Yeah. There's no clarity. Yeah. You know, and that that so there's tons of anxiety there, and that system's yeah. going to wear out. Yeah. So consistency, I'm. It's usually it seems to be an easier a target for families to understand that that consistency needs to be a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that, they find clarity. And usually, when there's conflict that arises, they it's because they're they got off kilter with what they were trying to do. And I think it's funny. We've just. Uh, Everyone's been gone from the house, and so me and the younger kids have been home, and we're eating dinner whenever, wherever <laughs> we get to be together. I don't know. So, that's all song. <laughs> but we, it's just funny because we never went into the dining room one time while we were here. I think Lincoln asked, when are we going to have dinner together because you guys came home? And I said, well, I don't think so because we're all leaving town again. And he's like, oh. It, it's just... This funny little thing that we're inconsistent. If this we'll, continues, he's gonna he's gonna be he's bringing gonna some confrontation. A, really yeah. is, but it's just it's just funny how much they they notice that um, you know when little things start to get off because we have created a value for it. Yeah, um, I yeah. mean, there's clarity around the importance of consistency, mm-hmm. and when we get inconsistent, everybody feels it. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Well, you know, I think that our responsibility uh, part of Marvel is uh, is powerful, but it's a great flow to all the things before it. Understanding your mission, authenticity it, it is the next wave of, you know, ownership to what you want to see happen in your world, which so is great. It's awesome. Good stuff. So, you know, if you want to be responsible, and have some ownership in our podcast with us, and you want to give us a review, we would love that. Yeah. We have... Um, like a little feedback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always fun to read the reviews that come in from, uh, I don't know, Apple or Spotify. I think those are the biggest platforms that people listen to us on. But it just helps. It helps people really trust that this is a, a powerful place to get um, help and encouragement from. So if you feel like... Having having your your ownership and and promoting our uh, our fun that we're having here on the show, we'd really appreciate it. So 
I don't know where you do that. Wherever you listen, I guess that's where you should go and post a review, mm-hmm. which would be awesome. Even f- YouTube. There's some people that watch us and said, yes. Hi. Yeah, we actually video us. this. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, it's all on YouTube. It is. All right. Well, we're going to jump into questions and we will see you all soon. All right. Well, we're going to jump into our questions and well, we've got one. So that'd be easy. Our first one and only one comes to us from Rylan. Hi, Danny and Brittany. This is Rylan. It's been ages. I miss you guys. Love you so much. Quick question. Um, My husband and I had a conversation about how long his parents should visit a while back and um, just really expressed my kind of anxiety and trepidation around them coming for six weeks. Um, He really wanted them to come for six weeks. And that was the time frame that they had available. But they told us to discuss it amongst ourselves and to decide what times would be best for us. And so um, kind of long story short, we had several conversations, me just really trying to express my heart around it, that I don't want to get in the way of a good visit, but that just felt too long. And then um, he kind of assumed to say, well, this is a God thing. This is ordained by God. And so if my only options are to obey your feelings or to obey God, I'm going to obey God. And it's kind of happened before on different desires. It's kind of suddenly a spiritualized decision. And I don't feel, I feel like my voice gets taken away and I'm not powerful anymore. So I'm just trying to kind of navigate how to remain powerful and loving when kind of the God card is pulled out. And so anyways, I love you guys. Thank you so much for your thoughts. (laughs) I haven't heard her voice in a long time. I know. I miss Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, the God card. Mm. Boom. God told me. Those always feel like a different God than he really is when well, that comes out like I, that. I think the the God card is, um, it gets used a lot in husband-wife dynamics mm. as I'm the head of the house. I have sure. the ultimate decision maker thing. You know, you're like, hmm, well... The the God card is an attempt to take all the power. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? So I'd like I'd like every husband that uses the God card <laughs> to search back in your relationship with Jesus and find a time when he took all the power away from you. Mm. Just one. Just find one time in your experience with Jesus where he took all your power away and you had to do something? The answer is never. Never. You know, that that Corinthians passage where it says that that man is the head of woman and uh, Jesus is the head of man and God is the head of Jesus. You have to kind of comb through there and go, okay, let's see, what is it that Jesus can't do under the headship of the Father? Let's see, what can't he do? Well, he created everything. You know, he's uh, king of kings, lord of lords. Uh, you know, he's, uh, well, I'm not even sure what the lord of lords can't do, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's the connectedness of I only do that which I see my father doing, that my father's will is my bread. That is Jesus' decision. That's not the father's. 
trump card. You know, that is not, I'm throwing down the Father card mm-hmm. on you, and you have to do what I say. Did Jesus have to go to the cross? No. He didn't. I mean, this, this, some people are going to have a hard time with that, but Jesus endured the cross for the joy set before him. Not Jesus did the cross or the Father would have punished him. Yeah. This, you know, this is some strange leadership dynamics that most people that pull out the, the God card don't pick up. Uh, so what is it that man can't do under the headship of Christ? Well, I think you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Mm-hmm. Nothing is impossible. I mean, the, the freedom under the leadership of the Father and the Son. Mm-hmm. But then we get to what can't women do under the headship of men? Well, there's a whole <laughs> thing. Here come the rules. Here comes the list of things because, you know, uh, women can run countries. Mm-hmm. And they can run cities, and they can run Fortune 50 companies, but they can't be elder in a church because that's too much responsibility. That's too much, you know, that women can't be trusted with that kind of stuff. So this is not their place. Like, look, you, you totally don't understand yeah. what you're talking about when you make yourself superior, a mm-hmm. superior decision maker because of your genitalia. Mm. Like, wow. You know, there's a lot of women that are much more gifted in leadership than a lot of men. Mm-hmm. Woe unto us when we try to jam those ladies underneath that tiny little leadership lid you got there, guy, you know? But that's what happens when you, when you, when you set up a, a home environment like that. Instead of as a partnership, mm-hmm. instead of as... We've got to work out listening to each other really well because primarily mm-hmm. what you will be obeying as a husband is that you have loved and cherished and honored your woman as Christ gave himself up for her. That's your standard, that you give yourself up for her. Honor your mother and father, yes, honor your mother and father. But you live in the home with this woman. This she is one with you. Mm-hmm. You've separated from your parents. They're a number two, three. They're not a number one human relationship with you. So those kinds of things that are 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 what's protecting your union. And when you throw down the "thus saith me" mm-hmm. card then you've just started a very, very dangerous cycle of eliminating eyes and ears and gifts and talents in your decision. I love that. I, 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 I love how you pulled that all apart. Hopefully all the men are still listening. Because <laughs> um, I don't... I, 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 you know, I, I've worked with couples that this has come up, yeah. and and there's, I think the reason why a man would throw the God card out there, sometimes it is just control and, and it's abusive and it's gross, and sometimes it's I don't know how to feel powerful around you unless I do this, mm-hmm. and so it's more even this passive aggressive 
way of trying to get a need met mm -hmm. without knowing how to communicate it or find compromise. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how do you have a conversation that leads to, you know, speaking of like, this is what I'm experiencing from you. How can we find a different option where and not use the God card? Like how, how can she have a conversation with her husband if he's thrown the God card on the table? Where do you go from there? Because I think she feels powerless to, well, God is God, and am I supposed to argue with that you heard from the Lord? And, and then it becomes this tug of war. So how can you go into an approach of having a different conversation or trying to find a different resolve when the God card got thrown on the table? Mm -hmm. Well, the, the card should say, we've not finished listening to each other yet. We should call it that. We've not finished listening to each other card. Because mm. that's the that's what's happened is that somebody stopped listening yeah. and is now going to power struggle. Yeah. I'm now going to power struggle with you. Like, well, that's that's your mistake. Mm -hmm. We we're we're not here to power struggle. We're actually here to find a solution to this and i guess you know the 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 guy just doesn't want to adjust his parents plans you know he doesn't want to set a limit with his parents and you know okay they have six weeks that's great mm -hmm. you can spend three of them with us you know, half of that time, you can half your, what are you going to do with the other half, guys? You know, oh, we were planning on being there the whole time. Did that plan include us or was you just were you just happening to us? Because I'll bet you there's some dynamic here mm -hmm. where this, this son feels like he's going to be in trouble. Sure. If he, if he, his wife or his mother feeds back. So he's <laughs> definitely caught in the middle. He's like, oh gosh, you know, this is. But it's 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 maturity. It's responsibility. Mm -hmm. Am I able to respond in my relationship with my parents? Mm -hmm. Am I able to respond in my relationship with my wife? Mm -hmm. Am I able to respond in my relationship with my boss? Mm -hmm. Am I able to respond in my relationship with my children? Yeah. This is responsibility, and it's coming at you from all areas of maturity and courage. Mm -hmm. But it it's it's required nonetheless. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, having family that lives internationally, our visits are usually very long, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. and, you know, that having someone that is not your normal routine in your house for longer than a week starts to be like, okay, all right, we're adjusting, we're adjusting. Mm -hmm. So oh, we're I, living I, together. Totally. And I, I get, I get the tension. I, I can understand it. I, but I also can see, you know, having Ben who adores his parents that I want to, to have this it's yeah. you know so i think i'm just trying to lean into can you is there space to revisit the conversation i feel like we left each other not with clarity and and we're more defensive can we revisit this yeah and, and it is it's it further after further review <laughs> that's what they're going to do we're going to keep coming back to yeah. this because the the current decision is is a power struggle and do you think she should be able to uh, uh, try and communicate even just what you just laid out, kind of this? Yeah, I think, you know, Rylan needs to 
figure out what she's feeling. Mm-hmm. And, and she's feeling powerless, mm-hmm. which is how you set human beings up to be miserable yeah. and miserable to be around. Sure. You know, so I don't know if he is, you know, like, I'd like to really have a terrible visit with my parents. <laughs> You know, I mean, I can't see this going good with right. how they are. Right. You know, like I'd like connected. to have not just one hard week. <laughs> I want six of them in a train. You're like that. This is this. This conversation is not over. Yeah. yeah. And it needs to, you know, like we're I'm, we're both going to be there mm-hmm. in agreement at our best for the whole time that we have my parents at my house. That's yeah. what he's after. Yeah. He's definitely not after. Let me <laughs> let me ruin the time before they get here. <laughs> totally. Let's have a bad time while they're here, yeah. and then let's see how long we can stretch this out past it. Totally. Because now I'm really upset with my wife. Yeah. And you know, it, and you cannot think. You know, you cannot conclude that silence is agreement. Yeah. Like, okay, how you feeling? What do you need? How you feeling? What do you need? Yeah. That needs to be going back and forth. Totally. And there needs to be a couple of responsible adults having that conversation. Yep. Through the whole process. All right, Rylan, you know how to do this. <laughs> and you know who to call if you need help. <laughs> Love you, girl. All right, we're going to jump into our testimony. So we'll be back in just a minute. Okay, so today's testimony comes to us from Cora. Hello, my name is Cora. Thank you guys so much for what you do and recording the podcast. I want to share a testimony regarding my relationship with my daughter. She was two at the time, and from the day she was born, she has been a force to be reckoned with, this little girl. It has been quite a struggle in life for me learning to interact positively with her. And I was super afraid of her growing up and there being a rift in our relationship because there's a history in my family of kids and parents kind of disowning each other. And obviously I don't want that to happen. Uh, It goes back multiple generations in my family, actually. And I found that really scary. There was a lot of fear that I had about that. I was struggling with staying calm while interacting with her my daughter, and God started asking me questions about why, helping me get to the root of what the problem really was. I realized if we grew up and were disconnected, I would look back and think that all the effort I put into growing and learning to be more patient, learning about how to be a good mother, that it wouldn't be worth it, that that um, I wouldn't feel that it had been worth it unless I attained this certain outcome. And that thinking process just reeks of control and manipulation, which was not fun to realize, but it was less fun to be living in. God showed me I was actually trying to control her and that I really did need to let go of the illusion of being able to control her and the desire to control her. And I needed to embrace a new and more lasting motivation that I was doing this for me in the sense that when I laid my head down on my pillow at night, I could be pleased with the person I was, that I had acted in love regardless of how she or anyone else really decided to respond. My motivation shifted from her response, this external result, something I can't control anyway, 
to an internal desire to walk in love, which is the thing I actually can control myself. (laughs) This heart shift has been so helpful and freeing, like a domino that affects every other area of my life. It's had a positive effect on all my relationships. And even though I still slip into wanting to safeguard my heart and control the outcome, I'm getting better at recognizing when I'm doing that and kind of recentering and reminding myself that my win is not controlling the situation. It's controlling myself. That's awesome. Boom. Mm -hmm. Boom. Control your freaking self. I can be a control freak (laughs) if I control my freaking self. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. What a, what a, well, it's not an ending yet, but it's still happy. Well, it feels like a, a, a gift <clears throat> from probably her upbringing or maybe the environment she's used to, what she came from as a child, to give her daughter a, a different option. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a different opportunity of a relationship because I'm working on this part that was a was a cycle that everyone believed was real and possible mm-hmm. and I am identifying that it's it's wrong and it's not the design of heaven and leaning into something different and sure I mean who doesn't I, I always say you know our, our cycles you know the track we can get stuck on never necessarily goes away but you when you learn to get off of it and, and explore the goodness of God, there's always that option to go back onto that track. And sometimes you find yourself on it, but you always have the option to get out of it again. Yeah. You know, and so that's the place of repentance. That's the place of, you know, cleaning up your mess. So there's lots of those opportunities as a parent. And it's, but most of the time when you do revisit your old habits, uh, the more aware you are of, oh, I don't want this. Mm-hmm the less time you spend there. Mm-hmm. And and that's, like she said, she's finding victories in, okay, I, I didn't do that thing mm-hmm. that I've been working so hard on. It's early on in Luke, maybe chapter two or somewhere in there, but it talks about you know how we are laying the ax to the root of the tree mm. of, of our past and building a brand new tomorrow. Like there is a, a resurrected life that I'm going to live into and it's going to bear brand new fruit. Mm -hmm. And that's what she's doing. She has just laid the ax to the root of the tree, which is what you just said, a family full of people trying to control each other, punish each other. And it does lead to how far can I get away from you? Mm -hmm. How, you know, how soon and how far can I get away from experiencing that? Yeah. And so this is, this is being response able. Uh-huh. You she have is. presented me with challenge after challenge after mm-hmm. challenge. What am I going to do with me yeah. while you keep being you? Exactly. I love it. She's taking that personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. She's going after clarity, consistency, and, you know, confronting herself yeah. in this. Like, okay, I said those things I didn't want to say. I'm cleaning up my mess. I did it. I walked away from the situation managing myself. You know, she's she is doing all the things we just talked about, which is awesome. And she's creating a leadership culture. Mm-hmm. You know, she's creating a family culture. The confrontation is going to be, hey, little girl, we don't act like that here. Totally. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's passing it on and letting them develop it in themselves as well. Yeah, so yeah, it's great. Sure. That's how we create whole and healthy families, right? That change the world. Uh-huh. So good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on The Kylo Show, and we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks for listening. Never miss an episode of The Kylo Show by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch us on the Loving on Purpose YouTube channel. Don't forget to submit your questions and testimonies to thekyloshow.com. The Kylo Show is produced by Ali Armading, co-produced by Ashley Beck and Anna Hill, sound engineer and edited by Taylor Silk, and show promoter Christian Zamora. Don't forget, whole healthy families, gonna save the world.